the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. God, if you were really wise, you'd fix this problem this way and this at this time. Well, I've got news for people that think like that. God really is wise. And uh, he's a lot wiser than us, and he fixes things his way in his time. And that's what was being communicated here, and we need to grasp hold of that. Welcome to a broadcast we call Study Verse by Verse, and that's exactly what our teacher, Pastor Leighton Sheely, is going to do as we return to the 11th chapter of the book of John, and specifically the story of the raising of Lazarus. Again, this is an outreach of Church of the Highlands in San Bruno on the web at highlands.us. That's highlands.us. And we pick up today right where we left off yesterday. A renowned pastor, J. Vernon McGee, wrote, So often in prayers I hear the people demanding that the Lord heal the sick. Now, since when did God become a Western Union delivery boy? When did he become a waiter to wait upon us? Or a bellboy to carry our suitcases? He doesn't do things that way. Mary and Martha knew their Lord. Lord, behold, him him, he whom thou lovest is sick. Now, when Jesus heard the message, he said, the sickness is not going to end in death. He obviously didn't mean that Lazarus was not going to die, but that death was not the ultimate outcome. Like the blind man, the story that's told to us in chapter 9, who was sick or ill for the glory of God, so likewise Lazarus was sick and died and was resurrected for the glory of God. Now, there are some preachers who preach that a, that a Christian, especially a Christian who's doing what they're supposed to do, should never be sick. But it's pretty obvious that Lazarus was loved by the Lord. He wasn't, there doesn't say he's doing anything wrong. His sickness, his death, and his resurrection was all for the glory of God. Sometimes sickness and even death is God's will for his people. Precious in the sight of the Lord is the passing of his saints. Verse 5 is there to make explicit what's implied throughout the story that, it, that Jesus didn't delay his coming because he didn't love Lazarus or Mary or Martha. It says expressly, Jesus loved Lazarus and Mary and Martha. And one would have expected that Jesus would take immediate action. Here's the news and he says, men, we're moving. We're going right now. Let's go. But he doesn't. He stays for two days. What was he doing? What was so important? We don't know. It doesn't tell us. It doesn't say that what he was doing was important or urgent or he couldn't go away from it at the time. He stayed there two days. And the author here is communicating to us, as he's done previously in this gospel, that Jesus acts on his own initiative, that is, the instructions that he gets from his father 
and operates on his father's instructions and his father's timetable, not ours. You remember when his mother went to him and said, we're out of wine at the wedding in Cana. And she said, woman, it's not my time. It's not my time to be revealed. But he took care of the problem in such a fashion that the only ones who knew about it were the disciples and the servants who filled the water jars. And then his brothers. Remember his brothers in chapter 7 goading him into going to Jerusalem? And he said, I'm not going. And then he did go. He went in his time and his way. He went privately. And so the goal of the author is to impress upon us that Jesus did things in his own time, in his own way. And when I say his own time, his own way, it was the Father's time, and it was the Father's way. And by the way, that's a lesson to us, because we have a tendency as people to say, you know, God, if you were really wise, ha ha, God, if you were really wise, you'd fix this problem this way and this, at this time. Well, I've got news for people that think like that. God really is wise. And uh, he's a lot wiser than us, and he fixes things his way in his time. And that's what was being communicated here, and we need to grasp hold of that. Now, the scriptures say that Lazarus had been dead four days, but Jesus only waited two days. So do the math. Okay. Well, Jesus got the news, and he waited two days. On the third day, he and his disciples left to go back to... Uh, to Bethany. That's three days. It's a full day's travel. Where's the fourth day? Well, the fourth day is the day that the messenger left Bethany to go find Jesus and deliver the message. And the implication is it wasn't very long after that message was sent that Lazarus died, and thus the four days. Now, this delay then uh, provided several uh, purposes. It strengthened the sisters' faith uh, by forcing them to trust in Jesus every hour and every day, their brother's body lay in that tomb. Any hope of any other solutions slipped away. And their only hope was in Jesus. It also clarified to everyone that Lazarus was really dead. And therefore, he was really risen from the dead by the Lord. It was really a miracle. And then thirdly, it was done according to the Lord's way and the Lord's timetable. Verse 7. Then after this, he said to the disciples, let us go to Judea again. The disciples said to him, Rabbi, the Jews were just now seeking to stone you. Remember the end of the last chapter? Just now seeking to stone you, and, and you're going there again? And Jesus answered, are there not 12 hours in the day? If anyone walks in the day, he does not stumble because he sees the light of this world. But if anyone walks in the night, he stumbles because the light is not in him. After saying these things, he said to them, Our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep, but I go to awaken him. The Lord said to him, Lord, if he's fallen asleep, he will get better. He will recover. Now, Jesus had spoken of his death, but they thought that he meant taking rest in sleep. Then Jesus told them plainly, Lazarus has died. And for your sake, I'm glad I was not there, so that you might believe. But let us go to him. So Thomas, called the twin, said to his fellow disciples, Let us also go, that we may die with him. So Jesus announced to the disciples, We're going back to Judea. We're going to Bethany. It's only two miles out of 
uh, away from Jerusalem, which is where his enemies were. The last time that he was there, they tried to kill him. And I'm sure the disciples were thinking, this is the surest way to commit suicide, going right up to the gates of our enemy. And they probably thought, well, you know, Lord, why do we need to leave here? We've got a fruitful ministry happening here in the middle of the wilderness. We've got people coming to us to receive you as their Lord and Savior, you know, based on the ministry of John the Baptist and so forth. And, and, and besides that, Lord, you have healed people at a distance before. Remember chapter 4, when he healed the child of the official in another city? You know, they might have been thinking, you know, why do we need to leave here? And why would we need to go there? Couldn't you just like heal at a distance or something like that? So you can see the thoughts that are going through the disciples' minds, trying to figure out some way of avoiding going to Bethany. And, and notice here that the author follows the normal pattern of relating to conversation with Jesus. And he follows the same pattern again and again. Jesus says something that's really quite simple and straightforward. It's misunderstood. And then Jesus goes on to explain in greater depth what is truly uh, intended. You remember that he did that with Nicodemus. You remember when he told Nicodemus, you must be born again. And Nicodemus is thinking to himself, this is not good news for mom. (laughs) She didn't like it so much the first time. This is, you know, and then Jesus had to explain what he meant being born again. And, and it also happened in the conversation he had with the woman at the well again. And then the author usually many times provides multiple layers of meaning in what he says. There's something on the surface that's true and then something underneath it that's true as well. Well, when we look at what Jesus said about does not the day have 12 hours, uh, we have to understand that the way they measured the day and the way we measure the day are two different things. When we measure the day, we think in terms of seconds, or if you're in uh, high-tech, nanoseconds. And there are like 60 seconds in a minute, 60 minutes in an hour, 24 hours in a day. And all of those seconds are pretty much the same duration. And so when we get to the seasons, for instance, there are longer days and shorter days, right? So during the summer, you might have a day that lasts 14 or 15 hours. And during the winter, you might get a day that lasts only 9 or 10 hours. Well, that is made possible because of watches and clocks and things like that. But when all you've got is a sundial, how do you divide up the day? And that's what they did. They divided the day into 12 what they called hours. And the hours were longer on the longer days and they were shorter on the shorter days. So Jesus was talking about that uh, a person needs to finish their work in 12 hours. Uh, they need to finish their work in the course of the day. They need to finish the course when the sun is still shining. You remember back then they didn't have electrical grids. They didn't have flashlights and light bulbs and, you know, uh, headlights for the cars and the tractors and things like that. It was basically when the sun came up, you went to work. When the sun went down, the work was done. You couldn't do anymore until the sun came up again. And, uh, and then, of course, below that surface meaning is... Uh, another meaning, which is the phrase, the light of the world. Who can hear that phrase without referring it to Jesus? And so the 12 hours symbolizes the duration of the Lord's earthly ministry that is allotted by God the Father. And as no one can lengthen a day or shorten a day, 
So likewise, they need not fear as long as they are walking in the day because God has set the parameters of the day. Someday, at some point, at the appointed time, at the appointed hour, then Jesus' day will turn into night when he stumbles from life into death. Well, I don't know how you feel about the end of these broadcasts, but for me, they're usually just about five minutes too short. (laughs) There's always more I want to understand, more I want to know. The good news is we'll come back next week with a continuation of this study in the book of John with Pastor Leighton Sheely from Church of the Highlands in San Bruno on the web at highlands.us. And as always, you can download the broadcasts And listen to them again at your convenience. Just go to that website and click on the Messages link on the homepage. Search the archives for the Book of John study. Service times for uh, this coming weekend include a service on Saturday at 5, and then Sunday mornings at 7, 8.30, 10, and 11.30, and then Sunday evening at 6 p.m. And always go back and check the website for those uh, specifics, those details, because there are some seasonal changes in the service times. The website again is highlands.us. I'm Mike Trout. Thanks for joining us today. Have a great weekend and come back on Monday when we'll once more study verse by verse.